You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hey folks, Brian Nichols here from The Brian Nichols Show. Are you tired of partisan politics? Do you want to hear the news without that media narrative? Do you want to be more well-rounded as a person? Or how about this? Do you want to get to know and learn from noted entrepreneurs, elected officials, C-level executives, economists, and more? Well, how about this? Look no further. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Again, I'm your host, Brian Nichols. Go ahead and learn more at briannicholsshow.com. Okay, so hear me out. You like getting cash back for the normal stuff you buy throughout your week, right? Of course you do. Check out the Dosh app. That's D-O-S-H, Dosh. Dosh is available at the App Store and Google Play Store and securely connects to your credit or debit card. From there, every time you use those cards, Dosh searches for available offers. Once it finds one, Dosh automatically redeems the offer and converts it into cold, hard cash. Muchos dineros, brother. Then deposits that directly into your Dosh wallet. Click the link to download and join Dosh today and get $5 just for joining. This link is exclusively in the show notes of this episode. So, show notes, special link, Dosh, $5 cash. Start on the path to quick and easy cash back on the things you love today. Hey, everybody, check out the Break the Bell podcast, where we believe your voice is your most powerful weapon. For a weekly dose of our take on what's going on in the world, mixed with a side of history, find us wherever podcasts are found or on social media handle at Break the Bell Pod. And most importantly, never stop talking. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. Happy Halloween, degenerates. That's right. You think we were going to go ahead and let the craziness of 2020 cancel one of our most, you know, sacred holidays, at least for me. I I, I love Halloween more than I probably should. Probably why I got the stink eye at Liberty University so much. But we wouldn't be able to do a Halloween special discussing all the horror content that, uh, you know, I love and you love. But, you know, we, we were we had to because we, we still got to have fun. So today we're going to go ahead and talk about the games and films that make Halloween worth loving so much on top of everything else that comes with it. Uh, for this, I've got the Degenerate Panel minus one. Shout out to Sean of the Military Industrial Complex, who is at undisclosed location right now. We love you, buddy. We'll talk to you later and talk shit about you during this episode. All That'd jokes. Not 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 joking. Serious. Not not too serious. Uh, anyway, we've got one quarter Persian Zed. Zed, I see you went ahead and lit one up. What are you smoking tonight? Uh, so I am smoking a sober mesa. I don't know who makes it, but I hear it's a good smoke with coffee. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to recommend that we all have a drink tonight and drink to this. But like this, this tells you the point where I'm at my life where everything goes downhill. It was either I go ahead and drink throughout this or I go ahead and do the responsible thing and take a whole bunch of medications I need to take. So, you know, I had to choose between that and that. So I just went ahead and, you know, took all my pills because I'm becoming an ailing old man. But no one yeah. wants to hear about that. Yeah. We've got Dr. Death as the producer tonight. Derek. Derek, what is happening? Good to be here, RJ. Just glad to be just glad to be live. Right, because reading 20... some reading some horror shit, uh, aka twenty twenty. Murder hornets, <laughs> riots, somebody got who's running for president got bit by a bat. 
but Joe see, Biden sniffing people. It's weird. Yeah, but, oh, Kanye's dead. Chadwick Boseman died. When Chadwick Boseman died, I legit cried. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's just weird. Oh, RBG is RBG's out. <laughs> She's oh, out. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, yeah, that's terrible. Uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, we're not here to talk about. The, the the world horrors. We're here to talk about classic horror, the good Bam! horror, the fun horror, not the not the shitty twenty twenty horror that you're all seeing today. <laughs> Derek, how about you go ahead and you know just intro in what are the things we're going to go ahead and cover tonight? So things we're going to cover tonight, everybody, is um, just a few a few of our favorite movies and games that uh, span the horror genre. We're talking some zombies, talking some you know murder mysteries type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Cage, because Nick we Cage, can't we can't not course. discuss can't, anything. Nick Cage, Nick Cage not, no, has to be here. Yeah, we can't discuss anything without not talking about Nick Cage. Uh, Zed, before we go ahead and start, what were some of your favorite Halloween memories growing up? What were some of your traditions, if you will? Uh, my tradition was um, not investing time into making a costume, so I just used to wear my karate outfit. <laughs> Nice. And was so that was, was like, that was that a lazy thing or? Yeah, it was a lazy thing. And plus, my parents didn't want to spend money for a costume. No, he wanted to go as the uh, he, he wanted to go as the karate karate musicians from uh, Miami Connection. Yes, oh. I was I was one of the Dragon Sound wow. musicians. He was just an old pad. We are all old pants. If you have not seen that original Degenerate Theater episode where we discussed all of our favorite horrible movies, you should see it or else you're not going to catch any of these jokes. I'm sorry, folks. You got to you got to go back and listen to that. Go back. But uh, what was uh, what what was the song from that? Defeat the ninja. Friends for eternity. Friends for eternity. Hey, those songs are actually really good. Now, now since you brought it up, I'm going to be thinking about all night. But uh, no, I bridge got to I got, eternity. Bridge to eternity. Bridge to eternity. Eternity forever. <laughs> My gosh! And that film was done in the late '90s too. That's the thing that shocks the shit out of me: the fact that that was actually something that's so generically '80s, but yes. it came out in, the, in like '96. So he's like, we're like past Nirvana. Cobain has killed himself. Clinton's getting blown in the office, and I think the PS1 is about to come out. So the fact that that film was so the PS1. Deep, when did the <laughs> oh, PS1 yeah. come out? Uh, actually, I can Google that real fast. Yeah, it came out in the came out in ninety I think. Wow. Or, yeah, ninety eight. What, ga- what game systems were out in the nineties? The N sixty four, right? I had N sixty four. PS one was released in North America, September twenty ninth, nineteen ninety five. Uh, so just about the time that Miami Connection came out. Or September 9th. was actually an 80s movie. Or September 9th, and if I've North America and Europe came out the 29th. Somebody's going to go in the comments. It was this day. Well, I'm, fuckers. I am looking at a Wikipedia article right now. You uh, you know what? That's fine. Comments. But do public school says Wikipedia is inaccurate. <laughs> Wikipedia, Red Bull, and sheer determination got me through college. So I want to give a special shout out to Wikipedia. You make the world so much better and worse at the same time. But anyway, folks, what we're going to be doing is Derek went ahead and mentioned we're going to go ahead and look through uh, some of our favorite elements of the horror genre from the last, you know, uh, decade or two. My gosh, cat. My cat is so giant. He's literally just pulled yeah. my chair back. That was horrifying. Yeah. Damn, that cat. It's he's a he's a giant boy. Go, he's go a big boy. Go, go do something else. Like I freaked out for a second. You guys can't see this on video because only audio. But he eh. pulled my chair back just now. Anyway, so yeah, these are these are you know horror films that have completely shaped what we that love. Games. 
on top of the games. And I will admit only some of these have actually played the others I've heard of, but never actually played because I'll be honest with you. I, I am as much as I love horror films. And despite all the stuff I do with my TV show, the witching hour horror video games are actually something that actually gets me. I've always been too much of a bitch to play some of them. So uh, Derek, let's go ahead and start this off. What's, what's the first one we're hitting left for dead. Okay. Left. But and more specifically, Left 4 Dead 2, because what's really cool about this topic is that, like, this game is quite old, but they actually released a very recent update, like, a substantial one for the community. And I'm going to play this trailer right here. This is the game that outright got me into the whole zombie genre. I was never into zombies before this. What system is that coming out? Oh, that is insane. What what system is that coming out on? It's already out. It's not over. (laughs) You should have brought more tanks with you. Going to PC? What the fuck? I'm pretty sure people who bought it on their original Xbox 360 is no longer care anymore. Yeah. So, so I gotta say, the one thing I loved about this game was the fact that the zombies are the perfect mix beca- between it, them being like the World War C super vast zombies and them being like the, the creepy, decrepit, like walking dead zombies. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, everyone tries to reinvent zombies, but if you just bring them back to like their, their terrifying state, that it's it's perfect. And what I remember about this game was playing it like every Friday night in like uh, middle oh, yeah. Yeah, this no, this game crazy. is this game is amazing because the zombies in it are just like like when you're playing it with your especially with your friends. That's the optimal experience, by the way, just with friends because you yeah. care if they go down. You're like no, and then like you're like mowing down like an army of zombos trying to get to your friend. And yeah, and what, what I gotta say is, and I, I think we said the same thing about Mass Effect last time. I've picked up uh, Left 4 Dead One and Left 4 Dead Two over the years, and it's still a genuinely, like, objectively good game. Graphics, it holds up. Wise, like the Source Engine is beautiful. Yeah, and Zed, I think you would attest to their office spaces. Oh yeah, there's something about office spaces in Source Engines, which is really calming to the eye. I know there's something about the Source Engine which I love. Pretend I'm stupid and I don't know what that is. Uh, 
like you like know how like spaces. when you design when you design a level or something. Um, so in in Source Engine games, like if you say Counter Strike or Half Life or whatever, if if you go into like an office space, just the way it's all designed and laid out, it just it's just common calming to the eye. I don't know if it's only me or if other people agree with me. I, I, I think I see where you're coming from. I mean, what's beautiful about this, I'm pretty sure that for the first one, and even the second one, they're only like, there are, there are like five different levels. I might be wrong, but it, between all those levels are different phases. And despite the game being somewhat repetitive at certain times, depending on what portion you're on, there, I mean, you could go through it and each time you play it, there are different ways to get to the overall objective. And that, that's why I like about this versus some of the newer games that have come out within the shooter genre. I like it where it's just you're going in one singular, like, linear direction. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's the fact that there are different ways to get to your final checkpoint where it's ultimately up to you. It's it's really, yeah. despite not being necessarily what we would consider like a free roam game, it is really, you know, a choose-your-own-adventure. And the one really awesome part is the fact that the zombies, they... they they do randomize throughout the game. So yeah, even if you're at a certain level, you won't anticipate a certain type of zombie showing up. They could, yeah. you know, flood you with the hard shit at the beginning or in the middle or at the end. And that's what kind of keeps you on your toes. Yeah. I think what's kind of amazing is that like, especially for those people who played this game on PC, the community on there is still pretty active. And also the mods, just the mods for this game are so vast. Like you can replace the zombies with like Teletubbies and like make soundtrack mods and there, and there, there's so, there's so many things for this game that like, just in terms of the steam workshop that the community uh, is crazy. I love it. (laughs) With it being on PC, it's actually the, I actually started playing this game really late. I started playing it on PC uh, cause it was like on sale for like $3 on steam. And a bunch of people I knew were playing it. So I'm like, oh, what the heck? I never played this game. Let me play it. It's actually a very fun game. It's like, you know, it's like your typical horde mode shooter, but it's just very fluid in the way the gameplay is. It's just very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, despite there not being like a specific story, like you still get to hear a lot about the characters throughout in the dialogue if you pay attention. And I feel that this, while, you know, it it came out after like um, Dawn of the Dead and all of that stuff, while it takes all the best elements of prior horror films, I will probably say that there has yet to be a zombie horror movie since that has any level of the you know sheer vividness of the story in this game and i'm a big walking dead fan but yeah. if they came out with a with a um with a left for dead tv show that would probably you know be be the winner immediately i think the only oh God, left for tv show would be awesome oh my gosh yeah i think the only one that could be somewhat like this in terms of the the characters you could play and the and the tone of the stories would be a z nation did you ever watch that on sci-fi uh, I think I watched some of it, but I don't remember much. It about gets it. it gets better because I was a Walking Dead fan. I didn't like it because it seemed somewhat canned and cheesy. But all five seasons are available on Netflix. I watched them at the beginning of this whole pandemic situation. And there's a Netflix exclusive spinoff that takes place before Z Nation. So Z Nation was a sci-fi show. It's over now. Netflix got the rights for it, so they're doing a prequel series called Black Summer, which is 
probably the closest thing in terms of the tone and feel to Left for Dead, and I, I completely love it. But there, there's another clip we pulled up. Uh, of all the things that you know get me going about this game, the one thing I do love is remembering how scared I was when I would play it, and the one thing that I hated encountering were witches in the game. And for those of you that never played it, no, I'm not talking like cast spells witches. Uh, Derek, how, how, would you, how would you explain witches in this game? Witches are like just like these harpy like creatures that um, that like you if you disturb them you are pretty much dead because they just sit around but if you shine a flashlight in their face or fire at them they will move and they will and if they if you touch you they will basically have you down and they'll be clawing at your face until you are dead or until your friends save you <laughs> Yeah, Which, the, the, these are the ones that I never wanted to deal with, and like I, they I have know. like the laugh, and like like they do like a laugh thing, and they're like, you, you know what? Go go ahead and play this one. Yeah, let's do that. I think I think I'll be able to explain a little bit better. Five ways to kill a witch. I must kill it. I mean, what's just so I think it's called like the uncanny valley where yeah, the very. human mind, um, you know, can no longer tell the difference between what is real and what is not. That's why we were like people have a phobia of dolls and clowns, because it's like, you know, it's supposed to be human, but it's not natural. Yeah, but that's just like just an infected individual that just can't do that can't cope and when she's disturbed she just goes into a rage yeah and what's crazy is she's it's like a you know a small woman in like her underwear but like she's got like those lady death strike hands and stuff so oh, yeah. when she comes at you like my my strategy for dealing with her was never face her head on unless i had the high ground like obi-wan in, like Obi-Wan. in episode three <laughs> i've got the high ground witch it, because like, what, he, what he did in the first clip was he threw the molotov cocktail i would do that but if i'm like where this clip is where you're like at the same level as her um i would try and actually sneak around her if i could just avoid her and save ammo i would do that because when she Valid strategy calls a horde right she whenever she screams like a horde of zombies will come until you kill her yes it's true it's very true like you have to be like witches either know how to kill them effectively or just walk away like because you don't have to kill a witch if you can walk around her walk around her 
Zed, what was your strategy for dealing with this? With the witches? I just let my team take care of it because I was pretty much <laughs> shit at the game. I mean, I, I really don't play the game unless there's a group online where it's like, hey, you want to join us? I'm like, all right, fine. So I don't think anyone likes – I don't think I've met anyone who actually likes dealing with the witch. No I one mean, likes that witch. It's a pain. The, I try the, not to – The tank is fun to deal with because he has his own theme song and everything. Like, and I then mean, you just like fire at him until he's dead. <laughs> when I play Left 4 Dead, I just let the three other members of my team deal with the witch, and I'm just taking care of all of the zombies. Like the, the real fun is when you're on uh, the No Mercy map where you're at the, where on the rooftop, and then the tank like like – hits you and throws you off the building and then you're dead <laughs> yeah i mean you, you just remind me that's one reason why i love the original so oh. much compared to like let's say the the four, the second one left for dead 2 it's because like all the maps were were pretty unique yeah and like i i got the world war z video game a while ago the gameplay is different it's where you, it's more third person mm-hmm. but it's uh you know it just lacks that feeling of there being a big difference this is like you know despite only being a couple main campaigns and then being different phases between them they're pretty unique to themselves within the story of those campaigns uh like this is i don't think they make games like this anymore i cannot name yeah. another zombie game like this that has been yeah. as good as this and also you know like the versus mode where you could play as the zombies the special ones yeah like, where you can play as the hunter and smoker the, the and even plays the tank you can play as a witch i believe but the um, tank was fun the tank was fun to play as because you just got to toss people <laughs> and then you just get them in a corner and they just keep hitting them until they're dead <laughs> Zed, if you had to choose any type of zombie apocalypse to deal with, would you want like the slow zombies from Night of the Living Dead, the hordes of zombies from World War Z, the slow messed up zombies from Walking Dead, or the zombies from uh, Left 4 Dead? Uh, I'd say the slow messed up zombies from Walking Dead, because the thing yeah, is, slow ones. if you're not brain dead, then you can pretty much survive it. You know yeah, I mean? like slow ones is just like, oh, I see you, and you're coming at me very slowly, but I have this gun. You see, <laughs> <laughs> even without guns, like uh, yeah. hand to hand, you can at least manage which, slow which, ones. Yeah, the, the slow ones you you shouldn't waste your ammo on slow ones, especially in low numbers. Like, so th- this is probably gonna shock you, but I've got a real reason behind. It. I would rather have the World War Z zombies oh. because remember in the film they were able to track the hordes they they all travel in packs so well, as see, long as you could as long I, as you know where they're going you can know where not to be so i think i think this is this is here's the thing though there's a difference between world war z zombies and walking dead zombies it has nothing to do with the actual zombies it has to do with the state of the world in those and those sets of media because in walking dead it's over everything's done there's only a handful of people still living so oh yeah, World War Z. They're still like they're, they're like they're just now dealing with it. But yeah, World War Z is like okay, we still have a military going. We still have the ability to deal with them in a coordinated effort. And then World War Z, I think, didn't they find a way to like like yeah, hide inject, from them or something? Inject like, yourself with HIV. Yeah, and basically. Then like, and then like, oh, the zombies can't see you anymore. Do we like, know what state of the world? You're in and Left for Dead because I feel like so in this Left for Dead Two has quarantine zones, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the quarantine zones are absolutely decimated by the infected. Mm-hmm. But there's still a military that has safe zones, 
because like your because like your goal of every map in this game is an evac. There's always someone to get you out of there. The right. Enemy. Usually there's a boat or a, or, or like a, a tank or something you can jump in. There's always somebody there. Yeah, a helicopter, you, you boat, gotta get here yourself. Something. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, one map, I think you drive out of there yourself because like you have to get the gas cans and like like get a car going. But right. Um, but like most of the time, you're saved by somebody. And they're like, come on, get in. Like, and then like you get in as you're running away from the hordes of zombies chasing your vehicle. <laughs> and it's usually something that can't be you know, taken out once you're in. Man, I'll, I'll be, I'll be straight with you both since March. Have, have you, have you like, like when, when you're laying down about to go to sleep, have you stared at the ceiling and wondered if 2020 is going to have a zombie apocalypse? I mean, you know, at this point, it, it, would it be a surprise? Zed, I see you smiling. You've thought about this, haven't you? Zed's ready. I was starting to get concerned, not during the coronavirus. I started getting concerned during when the riots started happening. My main concern was if there's a total breakdown in society, you know, how, how, how are we going to deal with that? Well, I, I was thinking that, but like, what if COVID evolved and turned people into a zombie like state? Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it all depends. I, I would hope they would be the slow kind. Like here, so like here's the thing <laughs> That's about all America. we need right now. Here, here's the thing about America. If if zombies did happen, let's just say they did. You know, America's got enough guns to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, but not enough toilet paper. We already had to go through that shit. It's <laughs> so funny. You can find toilet paper literally everywhere now. You can find sanitizer everywhere. It's like they have a surplus yeah. now because everyone's not panicking anymore we're recording this in september and that feels like so many years ago but it's like yeah. we still don't know what caused that to happen it feels like Chinese. another world china china, china. 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 <laughs> okay i think i think we're wrapped up with uh left for dead folks that we have we not are. played this game like it is it is priceless i sold i i will remember this from my gamestop days i sold more copies of the used xbox 360 left for dead than all the Madden games combined, new and used. People love this game. It's got a cult following even today. Yeah, it's, no, it's really good. I mean, as you can tell by the fact that Valve released an update for the PC community ten years later, like, like that's kind of insane when you think about it. Yeah. Okay, Zed, Derek, I'll let you two cover this next one primarily because you've got a funny story about this. <laughs> that we do. So the funny story behind Jason X, Jason in space, and yes, that's a real movie for those wondering, is uh, so So it, this is actually the last movie that Zed and I saw pre Before the dark times. Before the dark times. <laughs> BP, before, before the plague. Before a more civilized age, <laughs> and we had toilet papers and all that other stuff. We we could go outside without having to put masks on everywhere. We could, we could have a big party and no one would get mad. Like, um, yeah, we saw this at the Alamo. Yeah, we saw this at the Alamo. This this is the last movie we ever saw before COVID happened. <laughs> Yeah, what a, what a movie. movie to go out on. <laughs> uh, we're going to tell me a grandkids about it. It's like, hey, hey, Grandpa, what was the last movie you saw in a movie theater when they existed? Oh, be like, I saw a Jason X. It was about but, serial but, killer in space. But, but that movie and, came out in the 90s. Yeah. Well, you never heard of the Alamo, son. <laughs> Alamo Draft House used to be a wonderful place. Let, let me let me go ahead and say one thing. I, I've been going to movie theaters since they started opening back up in, in mid-August. 
and uh, it is not the same. I'm pretty sure that I've been like the only one in the theater on several occasions. But that sounds I was re- nice. I was really well. It does, but it just doesn't feel right because you're also one of the only p- non-employees in the building. I, I've seen New Mutants and I saw Tenet in theaters. And when I saw New Mutants, it was me, my brother, and one other person. When I went to go see Tenet, I was in like the giant IMAX stadium with like two other people in the front row, and it was it just felt weird. So I went to Alamo Draft House and ashburn to go see uh bill and ted face the music and it, it was wrong one because they no longer serve alcohol there for some god-awful reason too you what? have to order all your food in advance so when you show up your food is already there waiting for you in just you know takeout style styrofoam containers so all the fun of going to almo draft house is basically gone yeah, like the experience of just like sitting there and being like, "Oh, hey, get me at this popcorn and like get my drink." I mean, it, it, it's yeah. like other than that, it's just like a regular movie theater, but with shitty seats. That's yeah. basically it. I thought Alamo had decent seats. I thought, but yeah, but not compared to like you know Cinemark where you can recline and stuff. We've all gotten spoiled at this point. That's actually. I, true. I, I remember when all when to get that experience, I, you got I surcharged. Think, I think there's another Alamo that actually has recliners. I thought there was anyway. They, they are doing that, but not the one that we live near. Yeah, unfortunately. Doesn't affect my life until it does. It's true. And now any plans they have for that is probably out the window right now. I, I genuinely think that we should, and I, you know, this is something we totally need to do. Uh, we we need to talk about it right now. We totally need to like reserve a private screening for, you can do that for like 150 bucks and watch like Jaws. If only we could play Samurai Cop. I think yeah. we could request it. We're gonna have to talk about that after the show. Yeah. But uh but what what's the okay, Jason X. So Jason just goes time. to space. I think I've seen yeah. this maybe once or twice. Uh I, I only remember it because of the cyborg woman yeah. who turns so, like a talking head so in the latter half. Let me, yeah, speaking of the cyborg woman, that's the that's the clip we're going to play. But let me do a quick summary of this movie. Basically, the military in uh the in the modern day of this film, like has actually managed to capture Jason and they have him at a military installation and they're, and they're about to put him in cryostasis, but Jason escapes before they can do that. And he pretty much kills all the military guys before, before they can do it. So this woman who is like, um, like she's not running it, but she's just kind of part of it. Um, single like, female scientist and she pretty much. Yeah. And she's trying to, um, that she's like running away from Jason and he's like after her, um, he she basically runs to the cryo chamber and like lures him into the cryopod and like locks him in but Jason still has his machete with him so so he stabs her through the cryopod and like the cryopod leaks and the room seals and goes into full cryostasis and this whole room is frozen in time for like a century was it 21 something yeah oh, so he's not just- is illegal yeah. So like, what I was about to say, one this takes. So it's not only in space, but it's in the future too. Yeah, they had to go and ban hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's a plot point. But but the but the reason. But like, what happens is like these people, like salvagers, just show up. Well, it's more like a science team. I, I thought they were like because weren't they just after money? I thought. Well, I mean, they're, they're like isn't that regular scientists? <laughs> they were basically like like students who were doing research and they yeah. were like a scientific research vessel. Yeah. Don't they, they know they, that Jason loves to kill students? Yeah. And they come across the frozen woman and Jason and they don't know what Jason is because they 
they just don't know. Well, well they kind of, they kind of do. They kind of do know who. Yeah, he, she she survived. She survived because because she froze with the wound in her. Okay, this so, is what I hate about like plot points like this, and this is why I never was happy if like Captain America being frozen. I'm actually kind of I, I don't like. I, I never liked that, but it's like one. Even if it's like we're going off all this scientific mumbo jumbo, you've got to get oxygen to the brain. Well, she'd well, be brained uh, in too. How's so, she gonna eat? How's she gonna well, shit? Well, so hold on. Do so they have like a medical device that like like nanobots like repair everything? Essentially, like because the future and like nanobots repair all are of course cr- critical everything. So she's like fully healed on the ship, thinking she survived, but into the future. And like Earth is dead, environmental message play here. Um, <laughs> um and now but then she's like, wait, where's did did you bring Jason aboard? And then they tell her that and she's like, oh shit. And then like Yeah, and these these scientists, these students have like a real hard on for Jason. It's like, oh my God, he was a serial killer. Let's like bomb out. Yeah. And like and like there's there's scenes in this movie that are really corny. Like Jason literally cuts off a guy's arm and then and not intentionally, mind you, like he falls over with the machete, like while frozen, and like just like plops over and like his arm just gets cut off and they're like and that you know the magic mouth device is like we'll get you a new arm on the ship don't worry like um god yeah. it sounds, it and, sounds uh, you know, horrible but it's basically it's your typical friday the 13th movie but in space you know you got the horny teenagers you got the stupid characters yeah and, and then there's free. yeah there's a good joke in the, on a hollow deck that like simulates the old camp and like and there's like two like i should play that clip honestly That's a good i don't clip. think they'll they'll uh what you call have it on youtube do you think I don't know. I could look. I know. But, I know. I mean, scene you're talking about. They're not gonna have it on there. Yeah, I might I mean, as well play the one sure. we have with the sex yeah. robot. Let's, let's she's just do the sex robot. Not a sex bot. She's a fembot, but she's a fighter. And the dude who uh, who created her is totally screwing the robot. Yeah, she looks like, like a human. So I don't like blame the, him. The, the, the thing about Jason is he just heals constantly. Like he can't be killed by conventional means. What, was that his? Was that his power? Like in the original films, I thought he no, was just because because they injected him with the nanobots. He's like uh, Wolverine. Yeah, well, that's like mid movie, of course. Like, but he like, how's he? How did he survive everything else? Because I know, in like all the other Jason films, like wasn't his thing like he had Down syndrome? Yeah, but he but he basically has like super healing. Like the military tried to kill him. They did. In the beginning of the movie, they're like, "Yeah, we tried to shoot firing squads, like everything." He just doesn't die. So that's why they wanted to cryostasis him because I was the only way to contain him. Volcanoes, uh, motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know why they're dropping a volcano, but then because the military... they need to make the franchise keep going. Well, well, no, the, <laughs> the, the military guy was like, "Oh, let's study him for his healing factor and figure out what makes that work." Um, and that's and they almost didn't cryostasis him against the the woman's like you know behest, but then he escapes anyway, so it doesn't matter. So, so this scene right here, tell, tell me about this scene. So this all scene, I remember was the sex robot, and I know so she's this, not called the sex robot. She, yeah, that's, so the, that's, that's this scene is. is where the sex robot, like, fights Jason, and actually, well, you'll see, but he, he, she basically wins, and then she'll lose in a little bit, but you'll, you'll see. Because movies. Yeah. Hey, Slappy! Got a little something for you. Uh, that didn't go so well. 
know, he's not enhanced by nanobots that we've seen, so. space in this scene they are yeah and they're just shooting at the walls and everything they are doesn't that like make no sense it's a friday the 13th movie i mean it's jason i should space. stop I, I need to stop oh. asking questions <laughs> yeah turn the brain off you'll enjoy it better is it wrong i'm a little turned on by the cyborg assassin lady no okay just checking <laughs> go ahead <laughs> future and that guy looks homeless <laughs> yeah what, Jason? who's your mom no that guy oh he just lost oh, her. Right. that so. is wow how did this movie do in theaters when it came out I can't I'm bug. pretty shit probably I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cult hit <laughs> uh, how many people were in the X. theater when you saw it a few months it, ago it was, like, packed. Wow. it was packed uh, yeah so like we can well, watch. See, the theater was filled with people who who get it, you know who, what I mean? Who like this stuff. I, I wish, oh yeah, you guys invited me and I couldn't come. I had to go do something. So, so here's the bullshit where he lives. So this is after he's been blown up and his head's missing and shit? Yeah, so this is how they revived the woman from the, that was cryostasis with him. Because they, you know, they didn't move the body away from the med bay. There's nothing there, though. It's just his, like, you'll, torso. You'll see. Like, he's dead, but... The movie had to go on somehow. 
Let's pull up and set the charges. Who's got the remote? Right here. We'll meet up and walk with B. What the Nano. hell is that? Nano machine, son. This is even good for like early 2000s CGI. It's totally. Yeah, so insufficient tissue, right? All those bombs look like alarm clocks from Radio Shack. So what they do. So now he has Down syndrome and robot parts. Yeah. Of course, the machines couldn't repair his brain, you know. Here he is. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. That's pretty much reactive, everybody. gotta die first. We're just missing a blonde. What the hell is going on? Jason fucking Voorhees, that's what's going on. Charges! He's got it. Hey! Asshole! Oh, he's he's pulling a starship troopers. He's, that's what's going on. <laughs> I'm never, I'm never not saying yes to going and seeing a movie at Alamo Draft House again when things get normal. Because if I don't, I might miss out on gold like this. And another global, you know, shit show occurs. This yeah. just makes me, oh wow. Yeah, that's the last movie Zed and I saw before this the all dark went times. down. The in, a most, dark times. in a more civilized age. <laughs> okay, what's next? All right, next all right. is. Dead, Dead space. space. Okay, so Zed, give me a breakdown because I actually never played this, but I remember watching Ryan yeah, play it, and it looked I'm, pretty horrifying. I'm relying on Zed on this one. Okay, so Dead Space was basically a game that was made by one of the studios uh, that EA, I guess, acquired, 
and it was a new IP. So it's basically you play as an engineer named Isaac Clark, and he basically gets dispatched to go and check out the ship called the Issue Morale, which just sent a distress call. It wasn't responding to any messages. Uh, when he gets there, he and his team find out that the entire ship is deserted and they can't find anyone there. Well, they come to find out that the ship is infested with these things called necromorphs, which are basically dead bodies that have been reanimated into monsters, and it reanimates them in such a way where their bones turn into blades, and the only way to kill them is to cut off their limbs. So zombies. Yeah, basically. So In space. Yeah, it's like he finds out that they found this device. Are they like the Flood from Halo? Yeah, they're similar to the Flood. So he finds out that um, the reason why people turned into these things was they found this uh, artifact on the planet they're mining, which emitted like a frequency that basically turned people into these monsters. Oh, so like uh, like Serenity, where they put that stuff into the air and people just go crazy? Yeah. They created the Reavers. Mm-hmm. So this right here is a trailer that gives you a good gist of the game. And what made the game really cool was just the atmosphere and the whole gameplay mechanic where you have to use your mining tools to cut off the alien's limbs, and that's the only way to kill them. That so. sounds better than the Flood in Halo, or even Doom, yeah. the, the demons from Doom. Well, I mean, the flood. When, Halo, when, when did when did this come out? Uh, 07. So this okay. was like at the peak of you know. This is like you know. I, I consider 07, 08 to be the golden years of gaming. They really are. Yeah. I mean, hey, we had Mass Effect come out around that time. You know, we did a whole episode for that shit. That's how good exactly. it was. Exactly. That's how good it was. <laughs> okay, go ahead and play it, Derek. Eighteen plus. What does that even mean anymore? Means nothing. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Already, I don't like the feeling I'm getting. Did you see that? It was like the dick monster. Yeah. Well, okay. So if you want, go ahead and search like Dead Space 1 gameplay so you can get an idea of how the game actually played and the, the cutting off the limbs mechanic. Gameplay, no commentary. Yeah, because my, my first impression is it looks a lot like Doom. You've got, you got scientists in space and shit goes south. Why is it all dark? I don't see any running lights. Carl, take us across the hill. And stay 
like the is this a free roam game or do you have like a set campaign? Uh, it's like a, a sort of free free roam, but kind Let's of. Let's see how far we should go. Uh, actually, uh, go 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 to like seventeen minutes. Okay. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Right there. Folks, right. just to let you know, if you want to watch the video version of this, head over to the We Are Libertarians Patreon. You can go ahead and catch this and all the other content from the other hosts, Brian Nichols, um, uh, Chris Spangle, everyone at the fantastic We Are Libertarians Network. If you want the video version of this and more, go ahead and check it out because you're, you're getting the audio for free, but the whole experience is better if you can actually see us react to this. And I just realized like my mouth was like open. And I was just staring into like this distant void earlier during this scene. I mean, I, I can't believe I... I feel like I, I missed out on a lot of games. I, I think Zed made fun of me one time. He's like, each time I ever went over to RJ's house, he's just he's just blowing up people in uh, Red, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> hey, that's a good game. It is a good game. I'm pretty sure that's the only game I've played in like 10 years other than uh, Spider-Man on PS4. So, mm-hmm. so Zed, um, I have limited knowledge of this game, but, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like the... Um, like the visual representation of information given in this game was very unique in terms of like, wasn't this bar a life bar? Yeah. So there was no HUD in this game. Everything was on the character. So the one going down his spine is his health bar. Um, The one that looks like a C is like his stasis, uh, like how much stasis he has left. So you can actually freeze enemies and surgically cut off their limbs. Nice. Oh, wow. So by doing that, I could totally see how it's trying to make it a more immersive experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and all the like audio logs and stuff are all like holograms in front of your face. That's pretty cool. It, yeah, makes, it, it makes it more story-focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and play the video. You'll get it. Start of the storage room is locked. There should be a key somewhere in the main room. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, because you can't. You That's can't. So- there's no headshots in this game. You have to get the limbs. So when you shoot the limbs, does that kill them, or does it just stop them from being a threat? So like, uh, it depends. So like, if you shoot the legs, so like you know hinder their mobility I think you have to count off like two or more legs actually so. oh shit and headshots don't kill these things no only yeah, that's, yeah that's that's a unique perspective I think wow cause like it just flips every other convention on its head cause like the frequency manipulates the bones damn yeah, but that's basically a gist of the, the game. I posit. Yeah, like I, I, I definitely appreciate why this is so popular because one, the gameplay makes it a lot more so that you're focused on really what, what you're interacting with in that environment. Because like I, I, I already we saw like I'm a bitch when it comes to the screaming zombies and stuff, but these are screaming zombies that have like their heads like coming out of their stomach and like four limbs of knives. The fact that you have to blow off their limbs in order to get anywhere. That's uh that's screwed up. We didn't see the penis monster, but I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I need to see any more. No, yeah. this is why this is yeah, not so good. far. How many others have they made of this? They made 
They made three of them. Uh, so the first one is more horror focused. The second one is um, that's like when the game really caught on. So they had more budget. So they made it more blockbuster like with all these set pieces and more actiony with the horror elements. And the third one is just a straight up action game. It was kind of, you know, it did well, but not as well as, you know, they wanted to. So they basically canned the whole series. Yeah. There's, there's a reason Isaac is known as the. The Isaac, the character here, is known as the world's unluckiest engineer. Because yeah, he always runs into this shit. <laughs> is he the same character throughout the series? I yeah. believe so. So it basically is like, you know, going through the character development of how the marker frequency is like influencing his mind. And he's like the only guy who's actually had close up experience with these kind of things. And uh, it gets like larger scale than just this one ship in two and three. It becomes like a global phenomenon where people are turning because of this marker and there's actually a religion in this game uh called the unitologists they're like a spin-off of the scientologists and they believe that the the marker is the key to their salvation and so basically they scour space trying to find these things that actually turn people into these monsters oh and wow they find they, they they think that if they get turned into these monsters that that's they're basically they've transcended in their religion you know something i gotta say here like this game is 2000, 2009, right? Uh, two, I think it's like... Oh, 2008? Uh, yeah, 2008. 2008, yeah. Like, the graphics look really good for 2008. Yeah, that's why I feel like we've kind of... Like, the HD gener- generation of games, you know, they don't really age... They, they age very well, you know what I mean? Because of well, I, I could say the same thing, like, about cartoons. Like, it, I, I don't watch many cartoons, but if, like... You know, you you look at some of the cartoons that kids are watching these days. I feel like the animation has taken like ten years back. Yeah, it depends what you're looking at. But well, the thing is, I, we could have a different episode about that one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, basically the the whole premise of the first game is that you you figure out what's going on, and the whole thing is you got to get the ship back in operating condition so you can get get on an escape pod and escape the ship. Wow. I, I need to see if Ryan's got this because now now I'm interested. But no, I think uh, no. Th- this is definitely something that makes it a little bit different than the others because I feel like w- would you classify this as like a zombie game? Uh, Even though they're not really uh, zombies, like are they zombies? Like they technically meet the definition of a zombie. I'd say it's a survival horror. Yeah. So, so it's in like the same realm of like The Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. I'd so say, yeah. So my my definition of like horror versus zombie game is that like a zombie game to me is just like it's you versus the zombies and your main goal is to just not die from said zombies now you could argue that that's the goal here in dead space but there's a bit there's you know there's a story here it's not necessarily you know like like that's just there's more horror elements that frighten actually scare rather than just oh you're fighting undead things <laughs> yeah, um, it's the environment that I makes this game because it's you know it's dark. You know you're hearing all these weird noises on the ship. Is it the metal on the ship or is it some monster who's behind you? You don't know. Yeah, because like I mean, would you classify like um like the Black Ops zombie mode from Call of Duty like as a zombie mode or a horror mode? Like, uh, I think I, it'd be I a think horror it's mode. I think it's indistinguishable though. 
I guess you're right. Because zombies are so connected to horror. And when you enter those zombie modes, it's different than the actual campaign because they try and really throw in those classic horror elements. I think horror is really based on the environment, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. Cool. Okay. I, I think we can go on the next one. All right. Now, back to Jason, but, with but you know, a better movie. <laughs> yeah, so I, here's why I often forget about Jason. They, in terms of this, guy, this is gonna sound so weird because I say he had Down syndrome earlier, but like he, um, he actually has probably more character progression in his franchise than like a lot of other movies because like the first film doesn't even really have him, and in this one, Friday Thirteenth Part Two. I know Zed, you're a giant Friday for Thirteenth fan. In Friday Thirteenth Part Two, he doesn't even have his hockey mask. He just has that little like potato sack with a hole cut out, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the whole origin story of Jason, it, it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, kid can't uh, swim. Yeah, like the, all reason, is. the reason why the mom has this vendetta against teenagers is because they're doing it while their son was swimming in the middle of the night in a lake who has a handicap. Like you'd think her, his mom would take more care of him to know what send him to a better camp for his needs, like the no, one from South Park. At least her, the thing is, yeah. in the first movie, she's like, "I was in the kitchen in the camp working, and my son Jason went and swam in the middle of the night." Like. You think you would know better to if you were even there to keep a better eye on your son if you knew he had problems. But the teenagers were fucking, and that's yeah, they're why the, they're the ones who are wrong. And that's why he died. Well, he didn't really die that night. No, yeah, that's weird. It's like, did he die? Because the mom asks, acts like he's dead. But then, but in, it's, as, as, in part two, isn't it shown that he's like watching his mom die in the woods or something? Exactly. So I guess he survived and just ran off into the woods. You know, just retarded. He just never went home, and they never searched for him. And, and what's crazy about this is this this one came out in, like, the late 70s, early 80s, right? hmm This is at a time when films didn't necessarily get sequels. And even if they were getting a sequel, it's not like it was guaranteed. So they they really must have thought that the first one was going to do well to plant those seeds. Because if it was just the first Friday the 13th, even as a cliffhanger, it would still be like, oh, well, obviously they have to lead into something. So I think it I think it's really showing the, the lasting power of Jason uh, and this threat of like, you know, the the other type of person. Why, why so many people have so many prejudices against uh, people with like special needs and stuff I'm, I'm saying this genuine seriously yeah like, i think that's what they really capitalize with this film unlike the uh, other slashers because like michael myers in halloween he doesn't talk so like he's mute and then like freddie freddie targets you psychologically so like jason's probably the most um most unique because he starts as a victim no one else really starts as a victim they're just yeah from the start he, he was forged into the killer that fights immoral immoral sex i think i think <laughs> is, that, is that is this an abstinence series is this whole thing just talk about abstinence <laughs> it kind of is because like whenever someone bangs on screen like jason shows up and stops it <laughs> uh, yeah and even in jason x when like the the two naked hologram women try to get with them he like literally tries to kill them he kills them well it's actually pretty comedic because it's like he just puts them in a sleeping bag and just like whacks them around like <laughs> and they're just <laughs> laughing like and like they're just laughing the whole time because like they're not real they're just like holograms mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but so part two is where jason actually shows up i guess he's there to take vengeance on the teenagers that killed his mom so actually you know one thing that oh so there's a direct this is a direct story yeah this is a direct sequel because i feel like after this none of the jason's films really connect that much yeah so like one thing about you know your note on sequels is that at least from jason one to two they didn't really have to or friday 14th for friday 13th one to two they didn't really have to recast anybody except for i think like the one survivor who made it and then jason kills her anyway like the beginning of the movie um uh like who made it in the first movie but because like they don't have to recast anybody so there's no seeds to sow it's just like oh we're making a second film but we have a whole new cast because everyone's really, dead yeah because everyone's dead so it just works out <laughs> cool let's go ahead and see the clip paramount Pause it. I'm sorry. I, I gotta say up the uh, up front. This grainy '70s film style. God, I love this. Yeah, this, this is where the best horror films come from. This was yeah. like the peak of Hollywood creativity because this was during a time where there were no boundaries. It was it like if something was really gruesome and sadistic and not societally like accepted, but they made it into a movie. Do you with think all the this gore and all these weird scenes? It'd be hard. Yeah, I mean, this is like Martin Scorsese, um, you know, Francis Ford Coppola's uh, George Lucas. Like, this is their this is their playing ground at this point. Yeah, I so, mean, they could get away with this stuff by calling it art. So, you know? so guys, do, do you think the left would like Friday the Thirteenth Part One? You know, since since like it's about a mother getting revenge for her dead son because of two a uh, heterosexual couple fucking. <laughs> no, because they hate boomers more than they love anything else. But aren't Oh wait, yeah, the mom is the boomer. I yeah, guess. The, mom is the boomer. Never mind. Clearly, these are gender. There, there's a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy of who you can be mad at. And in the, in the case of the first film, uh, you know, they they would defend the kids, and they'd be like, "Well, you know, what would your son have done?" That type of thing, because they're evil. Why was your son swimming in the middle of the Why night? Was your son sw- yeah. Like suddenly they become overprotective, and then they're like, "Well, we should have sent CPS." Man, it's like you don't you don't get it. You kill fun. Well, yeah, this is a, the chick they're showing here, she's actually a survivor from the first movie. And she yeah. dies at the beginning. No, no I'm not even going to say spoilers. There's a statute of limitations on spoilers yeah. for like no, five years. It's like old. a 40-year-old film. Yeah, no, she dies. She like, dead. And she's a redhead. Redheads, blondes, and black people die first in horror films. It's like yeah. a rule. Yeah. All right, I will continue. Oh, 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 oh. In 15 16 
Of course, the old guy warning you dies first. The day you count on for terror is not over. Friday, the 13th, part two. I feel like Jason was smarter in this film compared to the other films because he's all he does is like he in the future Friday the 13th films you just like you just see him walking towards you and it's people trying to like throw shit at him for this one it's like he's actually planning out how he's going to kill these folks yeah well, I gotta say I like the potato sack over his face more so than the hockey mask I mean in this one it's personal because in the first one it was the mom killing all the teenagers in this one he's killing the teenagers that he thinks killed his mom because they did kill his mom yeah, but the mom. <laughs> well, yeah, she he killed the teenager that was responsible for killing his mom, and then the the, the new sub teenagers who come to the camp, he kills. Just cuts. Yeah, Jason doesn't like teenagers. But that's the formula, isn't it? For Friday Thirteenth, horny teenagers just must die. That's basically that, that. That's a good chunk of the movies because, like, I remember that's pretty much the basis for Halloween. It's Mike Myers killing all of his uh, his, his sister's friends and stuff. All right. Uh, next one, I think, is your department. Uh, oh, okay. oh, are we doing Evil Dead now? Evil Dead. Okay. Dead. E- Evil Dead. Love the series. Love uh, Ash versus the Army of Darkness. All that stuff. But this is actually the the 2013 remake, and I'll never forget it. We bought it from that uh, that cheap video game. That I'm sorry, that that cheap DVD place at the mall. I don't know how they stay in business. I don't know if they're still in business now, but I remember we went there one time when I came back for Christmas break from college. And, uh, you know, the thing about a lot of these, you know, remakes of horror films from the eighties, they usually really, really suck. Like the remakes of uh, Halloween nightmare on Elm street, Jason, all that stuff. Like I, I don't even think I saw half of them. I remember we went to go see child's play mainly because Mark Hamill was voicing Chucky. But like a lot of those are really forgettable, if anything else. But what I love about uh, Evil Dead is that they take all the concepts and all the plot from the original Sam Raimi film, and they make it so much better. And like I'm not really a gory like body horror type of fan. Like I, I'm more into like ghosts, demons, that type of thing. But what I love about this is that this film, you, it, it did stuff – that for a remake, they really went out of their way to be unique. But even just in terms of horror films in general, like this is your worst nightmare come to life more more so than anything else because you're dealing with you're, you're dealing with something that's going after your friends and you using your friends against you. So you know this scene right here is after they've opened the book that you know releases the, the demon. It's the Necronomicon. Try saying that like five times, and what's done is it's released this, uh, you know, this this ability to possess people. So anyone that comes in contact with it basically being, gets turned not into necessarily a zombie, but it's like full on like hardcore possession. So you've got the one chick who's been chained in the basement who they're trying to keep there, but then you know everyone else keeps getting like uh, murdered and killed. And at this point, this is what the staple gun. I saw this scene for the first time, and honestly, I stayed away from staple guns for years. Because each time I see one, I think of this scene. Uh, let's uh, let, let's let's go ahead and play this. Fuck. 
I'm sorry. Pause it. And it's just that part. Like right now we're seeing the token hot chick in the film. She's possessed. She was freaking putting staples in her face. I'm sorry. When you start doing that, they try and like save her and stuff. But it's like, no, this this bitch has nails in her face. She's not going to be saved. She's yeah, dead. It's over. Bro. It's 100% over. Oh, my gosh. And the guy she's pointing at, we nicknamed him Skinny Thor because he looks like anorexic Chris Hemsworth. He does. Oh, my gosh. You've okay. seen Fat Thor. You've seen you've seen uh, Fit Thor. Now, now skinny have Skinny Thor. Thor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's just the, the staple gun. Like, we're used to seeing, like, zombies attack people and people who are possessed attacking people with, like, knives and stuff. But the staple gun is what's creative. Yeah, the oh, amount of tetanus man. you have after all that. It's- so much tetanus. <laughs> I don't even know if you should them because, like, we've been removing Oh, where'd she go? Oh, no. Where'd she go? <laughs> Take it before she does. No gun. Grab it. Another gun. Notice how all the guns in horror movies are also fun guns? They're always fun guns. They're never just AR 15s or oh. Crowbar. He's got Jason Todd him. Get it. Oh, pause it. 